0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.
1: From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with my... Tech experts Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, recent improvements in technology are changing the way we interact with our homes and the appliances in them. So today we're going to discuss smart appliance tech. Now, if you've been thinking about transitioning from traditional appliances to smart appliances, then this is the show for you. So give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can email the show to tech at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people only online.
0: you're listening to everyday tech on mpb think radio
1: this is everyday tech i'm michelle mcadoo here today with jeremy thompson owner of computer doctors and foam surgeons in hattiesburg woods contraire is out Now, recent advancements in technology are changing the way we interact with our homes and the appliances in them. So today we're going to discuss smart appliance tech. So if you've been thinking about transitioning from those traditional appliances uh, to smart appliances, then this is the show for you, so get ready to give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Jeremy. Good morning, Michelle. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. How how are things going down in Hattiesburg? You didn't get snowed in yesterday, did you? <laughs>
3: Oh, gosh. I didn't see a single flake myself, although I heard that some people in this area did. So we did get a little bit of snow,
1: literally. Right, a little bit. I know all the kids are happy that uh, school was closed yesterday. They were like, what, what, what? Yeah,
3: yeah, it was like a free day, you know. Oh, okay, all right. I I knew when the the notices were going out that school was closed, and I was like, okay, it's either going to be really bad or it's not going to be anything at at all. all. And I'm betting – I'm betting it's not going to be anything at all. Yeah, only, it was like a free day for everybody. The only
1: thing I can give props to all the school systems, they didn't want to take a chance. They can't have mm-hmm. the school buses on the roads with ice. Uh, would you, would you, with your child on a bus with a bus driver that does not know how to drive on ice? I,
3: I wouldn't do that. Uh, this is Mississippi, Michelle. <laughs> exactly. Nobody knows how to drive on exactly.
1: ice. Exactly. Well, the ones, you know, from the North may know how to, but again, they don't have training well, for that. So I understand why they did it. And just like you said, be uh, proactive and uh, be on the safe side. So everything worked out. No one um, got snowed in yesterday. <laughs> it is on to 60 degree weather this weekend,
2: 60 yes, or higher. Just,
1: and I hope you guys, did you guys have a lot of fun without me last week?
3: <laughs> um, Actually, yeah, um, it, it was really? great doing the show with Java. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a, we had a really good show. We had a lot of good callers. It was it was a good time. We're so sorry we had to miss you. Welcome yeah. back.
1: OK, that wasn't the answer I was looking for. But, you know, um, I'll take that. <laughs> I'll take that. You said, yes, yeah, still a little too happy. The the fellas had their good time last week. That's great. I'm glad. But uh, let's get straight to our hot tech stories of the week. I mean, I have some good ones. Do you see yeah. the first one? Let's. I'm going to let you uh, tell them what Governor Phil Bryant will sign today. And then I'll talk about the second story.
3: All right, so uh, House Bill 366 gets signed in today, and this gives our electric power associations the option to construct broadband services for their customers. means they will no longer be prevented from providing uh, internet services uh, over their wiring, over their poles. Um, I, I, honestly, I'm not really well-versed on this particular thing. I don't know what the current – Uh, limitation was because i know that comcast and other cable companies run their cable through through our uh power lines and stuff like that already so i'm assuming this just means competition lower prices on broadband uh i'm hoping it's a really good thing
1: yeah i was uh, a lot of people have been talking about and discussing and saying this is a really big move for the um um, cable companies, so I mean, anything to have any rule that takes out the government, they said is kind of good. You know, companies don't like government to be control to be to control their uh, decisions. So, I guess this is a good thing for them.
3: Well, I, I don't know how this takes the government out of it. Seeing as how we had to get a bill signed to make it possible. Well, but, it says uh,
1: the state no longer will can will prevent electric uh, cooperatives from providing broadband. So. I guess it takes the micromanaging off of it a little bit.
3: Well, I hope what this will do is open up more rural areas, mm-hmm. seeing as how they all have uh, some means of providing power to themselves. If we can use this, the existing infrastructure, then it should be easier to reach those areas. So this should be good news for people in the country if it's what it looks like. it uh, Like I said, I really haven't studied this one too much, but mm-hmm. that's what it
2: sounds like.
1: Well, I hope it works out for everyone, like you said, especially in the rural um, areas that they will get the high speed Internet that we have in the city. All right. Next. Mm -hmm. So it's
3: it's so expensive to do broadband or a high speed Internet in in a rural area. So this this really is hopefully hopefully it's great news.
1: Oh, I hope so, too. All right. Well, next story. This was an interesting story to me. Uh, the next frontier in hiring is AI-driven. AI, of course, artificial intelligence. Uh, Deep Sense is a company that has decided to use profile, social profiles like LinkedIn, Twitter, IG, Facebook, in an effort to sum up a person. Some people think it's good. Some people think it's bad. Actually, what it's doing is taking the – Big scouting clutter out of big companies, so they won't have to search through so many resumes to get a pool of candidates to interview. They're using uh, artificial intelligence to do that, uh, which is kind of neat. The only thing some people say it's um, it's not. Uh, of course, nothing is uh, infallible. Things will have problems. Uh, accuracy won't be the same as using a person. But some people say human judgment has uh, flaws as well. We use our own biases when we're looking at resumes or we're uh, interviewing people. So this takes that human judgment out of it, and it just looks for keywords to see if someone will uh, possibly do a good job on a job on a, in a position. What do you think about that, Jeremy?
3: So, as far as technology in this department goes, I would say this is the next logical step because we've had uh, software or programs that dig through resumes to find keywords and things like that uh, that people list in their resume looking for certain jobs. There's, there's already software that handles that decision. Okay, this person listed those job skills, so we're going to move them over to the next level of hiring. Um, yeah, this just kind of makes sense. Now, um, I, I am curious just exactly how they're uh, structuring this whole thing to determine exactly what is good and what is bad behavior. I guess it's going to um, be a combination of uh, language learning, just just in, in what people post, mm-hmm. and then also I guess where maybe where they're uh, showing up at as far as like if they were um, – uh, tagging themselves at a local bar or something of that nature. I guess it's going to see where you are, what you say, and eventually once it can determine the pictures the right way, it'll see what you do too, which and, is
1: And you made a very uh, good point. Exactly. We, we talked about this on um, Tech Etiquette. We are really trying to make the younger generation understand that everything you put on social media, now they're using it to um, – Decipher if you're a candidate for a position. So things that you put out there, pictures, uh, comments, anything that you put on social media can um, possibly uh, deter you from getting the job you want. So be careful. Really be careful. And um, they said um, also it helps. uh, It doesn't help help with soft skills. So if you're looking to see if someone will... Have a good, you know, personality with a a certain position or fit in with people at the job. It can't really look for that, but it looks for other things. So, again, you're going to still need that human um, judgment to sit down and talk with that person. And nothing is infallible.
3: Until they they get the machine that you just do a video chat with, and it just reads your personality, and it can judge the tone of your voice, and they'll have technology in the room that can measure your heart rate, and they'll see which (laughs) questions stress you. Soon enough, they'll have all the biometrics they need, and they'll they'll know exactly what subjects make us uncomfortable.
1: Wow, so no longer will we have an interview with a real person. It'll be a computer or in there, and wow, I can see that in the near Uh, future.
3: (laughs) uh, Did you ever see that movie Elysium? I did not. Okay. So it was like Matt Damon in like a futuristic, mostly robot controlled type society. And he's sitting there at the, at the desk with this police robot thing. That's just, you know, treating him very, very generically. And it's just, it it was, it was, it was interesting to see the way that the machine treated the human, you know, that created the machine.
1: Wow. Yeah. I know. I wonder, will they ever make artificial intelligence that can feel, can be uh, personable? We'll see in a minute, huh?
3: <laughs> but we'll never know if it can truly feel, Michelle, because You're it right. could just be lying about its feelings.
1: Or the program, the 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 package filling package or program will be uh inside them and it says t- cry now and you know it's not real, it's yeah, not feeling so- anything. Mm. Until
3: they roll out an update, and then uh, they mess it up to where when it's supposed to cry, it laughs, so then it's confused about its emotions. It's just – we've got a really bright future ahead of us here.
1: (laughs) We really do. Uh, And speaking of that – Speaking of future, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we get back, we're gonna discuss smart appliance tech. Now, again, like I said, if you've been thinking about upgrading your appliances, get those questions ready. Plus, we're taking any of your tech questions. So if you have any general tech questions or any appliance tech questions, give us a call this morning. The number is 1-877-MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or you can email the show to everyday tech at MPB. Online.org. Stay tuned. This is Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio.
0: MPB would like to thank Daniel, Coker, Horton, and Bell and the Mississippi Healthcare Alliance for underwriting MPB programs. Your company can be an underwriter, too. Find out more. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting to find out how. Whether you're a thrifty shopper or someone who likes to buy the whole store, Change is the program that will allow your purchases to show your support for the quality content on MPB Radio. This easy and no-hassle program rounds up your credit or debit card purchases to the nearest dollar and sends us the difference. You support MPB and get something nice for yourself. To sign up for change, visit our website, MVBonline.org and click support. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MVB Think Radio. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns.
4: Meet George Jetson.
1: This is MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Jeremy Thompson via Skype, and today we're discussing smart appliance tech. Now, we want to hear from you. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464, or you can reach us by email. The address is everydaytech at mpbonline.org. How did you like that music, Jeremy?
3: <laughs> so all I heard was silence. I don't know if that's uh just something to do with Skype or whatever. What oh, was it?
1: Oh, that was uh The Jetsons. The Jetsons oh, theme yes. song. You know, a lot of people remember back in the day when well, when I was young, we always said we'll be flying cars and uh, robots will be your maids and uh you can set your coffee maker to um have the coffee ready when you wake up. That no longer is a dream. That's actually now. That's happening now. Smart homes and smart appliances are everywhere. You really don't have to do too much. It's amazing. Well,
3: we don't quite have the flying cars yet, mm-hmm. but yeah. The, the coffee pot was probably the easiest thing to do.
1: <laughs> it was. You think it was? Well, let's yeah. let's talk about uh, smart appliances um, today. We want to hear from you. If you're thinking about upgrading your current uh, appliances in your home and you're kind of squeamish or you don't know which ones to buy or you just – kinda of confused and don't know how they work. Give us a call today. We'll try to answer those questions. Or if you have a smart appliance at your home and you love it and you want to tell the world, give us a call as well. Again the number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We're gonna to go to the phone lines before we get started today and speak with our friend Alan from Brandon. Good morning Alan.
5: Hey Michelle and Jeremy and Java's there. Hello to him, too. I, have, I haven't heard him
1: speak. Yes, he's here. Uh, well, 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 Welcome back. And we, we missed you last week. Thank you. I missed you guys, I, too. <laughs>
5: I, I, I'm not going to talk about smart appliances today. I mean, I, that's evolving and, and more and more stuff coming. But, I mean, I heard a program the other day. They were talking about something that they showed at CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, that was a smart cat bowl with face recognition. And there was a cover that would slide over the food, but and it would only open if it was the right cat that came up. I'm, I mean, really? I mean, do we need really need stuff like that? I guess if you have a house full of cats and they don't know how to share, it might be important. But anyway, I love it. go. I, I, have, I have a question for uh, Jeremy about Android. So uh, yes, sir. I got a I got a Moto X4 phone. It came with only 32 gigabyte of storage space. Uh, and, and that, that wasn't an option I mean you, you couldn't you couldn't select a higher storage space so I got what it came with and right I'm cu- I'm coming from the iOS world where they've got a closed file system. I've been using that for like six years. I, that was something I never really liked about iOS You couldn't go in and manipulate files as, as readily and stuff but right. I'm a little confused I, I put a 256 gigabyte micro SD card in this thing and I'm struggling trying to figure out can I I, I mean, all the the host apps that came on the phone and all the Amazon apps that came on the phone, et cetera, half of my 32 gigabytes is already gone. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm nervous because i I got like 200 and something apps stored on my iPhone. I'm, I'm going to load a bunch of apps. Wow. I'm afraid I'm going to run out of space. Can, are you right. allowed in Android to direct your apps to store on the external micro SD card or? Okay. What, okay what, so, what, what? Uh, um,
3: The first question I have, uh, since it's a 256 gig card, it does register in the
5: phone, right? Uh, Beats me. (laughs) Okay, all right. So if you if you go, I mean, if if I launch the Files app on the phone, it I I think it it does show it doesn't doesn't have anything on it, but I think I think it does register as being there.
3: All right, so, Alan, what you need to do is um, uh, if you pull down from the top, you'll pull down your notification menu, and you should have a gear somewhere uh, from that menu that you pulled down that will take you to your settings. And then you should have an option for storage, and you should be able to see under there if that card is showing up. You'll see internal storage, and then you'll see card storage. Okay, okay. All right. So what what you want to do first is make sure that that card is registering in that phone. The reason I say this is because 256 is pretty big for uh, a phone, and I don't know if all manufacturers are making uh, the devices compatible with those sizes. Um, So we just want to make sure that the phone is actually seeing that card. Um, Can you verify that?
5: Uh, and, and not not right now. Not. I mean, I okay. I, I, no problem. I'm on my I'm on my iPhone right now. I left my Android phone at yeah. home, so yeah. I'm no I'm, just, I'm trying to, and that's that's what I'm struggling uh, with. But I can I can do that through the stuff that's built into to Android, right? I don't have to have an external yes. app to do that. That's correct.
3: That's correct. So you'll you'll pull down that notification menu. You'll hit the gear, and then you'll go to storage, and you should see internal storage, and then you should see SD card, and you should see about 240, 250-something gigs on that card. Now, okay. your question was… Um, how does it start putting them on the SD card? Well, some of the apps will be allowed to be on the SD card, and some of them will not. Um, you'll have to go into uh, Applications under that same Settings menu, and you'll have to look at the individual apps there to see if you have the option to move them to the SD
5: card. Okay. And, and, that, now, and that just shows up – it shows up as an option under the app itself then? Yes. When you're looking at that
3: application in the menu – it will show up, and it will tell you if it has the option to move it to the SD card. Now, um, since you have put the SD card in your phone from now on, it should, if the device is able to, move those apps to the SD card from now on. Um, if you're okay. also going okay. to be using the phone to take pictures, um, when you open the camera app, it should also see that the uh, that the card is noticed, and it should say, do you want to put your pictures on this card and you would just say yes to that as well
5: okay it'll prompt you okay well I, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I don't do a lot of photos because I can't really see pictures anymore but uh, but, but anyway, right, yeah, okay. okay well that, that, that's what I thought that's good to hear so I'm uh, um, hopefully if I, I want to you know before I start loading a bunch of ants on there I want to get all this straight in my mind how it works so that I don't I don't end up filling up my internal storage and being caught in a, in a rock in a hard place so, but uh, absolutely okay.
3: and and i will say that um because you bought a phone from amazon you know it's the same as if you bought it from at&t or verizon or whatever it's going to come with a bunch of bloatware on it and the downside of that is because, uh, that you will not be able to remove that bloatware You can disable it You can go into the individual applications And you can say disable this app But you can't actually remove it and get that storage back It will not allow you to do that And that is one of the downsides of buying a phone That is locked to a carrier or to a vendor Of a certain type But I'm sure that you'll be able to to use that SD card To its uh, to its full potential And you'll be able to have as much storage as you need Great, that's
5: great That's what I wanted to hear Thanks so much, love the program so I, have a good one yeah, Absolutely All right.
1: Thank you, Alan. We love your okay. calls. Thank you so much. Have a great week.
5: That was a great question.
3: Um, you know, because a lot of people new to Android, they're not, if, especially if they're coming from the iOS. Uh, world, then they're not used to being able to put a card in their phone to expand the storage, and there's a few things you need to go through and make sure that the phone has done to properly use that card, and also to make sure that the apps that you have on there that you've already downloaded or what have you, uh, will be able to move to the card as well. So uh-huh. it's a fantastic question. Thank yeah. you,
1: Alan. And uh, hopefully it helped someone else who had that question as well. Well, today Absolutely. we're talking about smart appliances. Appliances in your home that actually make it easier for you to cook, uh, uh, let you, Reminds you if you're out of milk or about to be out of milk, or you have one egg left. Uh, uh, stoves that uh, actually cook the food for you. Let you know. I mean, they have stoves that have different burners, meaning gas and electric in one stove. I, it's amazing. Uh, we're going to talk about that and a whole lot more. Again, if you want to be a part of this show, please give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Or, of course, if you have any general tech question, Jeremy is standing by to answer your question. Now, Jeremy, you have some people who say who ask the question, "What are smart appliances?" Can you break it down for them and tell them what are smart appliances?
3: Okay, yeah. I mean if we were to generalize it, I guess you would say that basically it has taken the concept of whatever you've used in the past normally and added a computer and possibly an internet-connected feature to it to allow you to run scheduling or to control it remotely um you know when we talk about some things like like something that tells you when there's eggs that are out in the fridge or whatever i kind of roll my eyes because i i mean i just don't think we need certain things to be that smart oh gosh how many eggs do i have at home oh alexa how many eggs do i have you have six eggs in your fridge i I mean I, i think that's a little much i do but Uh, There are a lot of useful things that um, I have uh, just in the last couple of years here started using myself and – mainly the uh, the light bulbs. Mm-hmm. I really love the smart light bulbs because being able to just say, hey, turn on the light is super useful when you're standing there in the dark with a bunch of stuff in your hands.
1: I like it. And that's what they say. Smart appliances really just help make everyday life more convenient. Uh, it might not take the place of, but we talk about the toaster back in the day when the toaster first came out. Oh my God. Burnt toast was no longer. I mean, you could set it to the dial you wanted. If you wanted light or dark, I like light toast myself. But you can set it and you have perfect toast every time, no longer putting it in the bottom of the stove and forgetting about it. And, of course, burning your toast or having to watch it. So um smart tech was, if you say low tech, a long time ago with the toasters and um blenders and things like that. Now things blend themselves. <laughs> now you say, Alexa, turn on the blender. And the blender starts going. I mean, it is amazing what technology has um, uh, allowed you to do in your home, especially in your kitchen. Let me ask you a question. Speaking of uh, smart tech, have you gotten a lot of calls um, about technology appliances going on the fritz? And how do you fix them if if you get called?
3: Sorry, I, I believe we're having a little I'm bit sorry. of a connectivity issues. So okay. If I'm, cutting down, I'm sorry. I think our I said, connection will uh, get better. But um, t- to answer your question, uh, everything is, is part of a system. And when it comes to the smart appliance, there's either an issue with uh, the connection from the appliance itself to the internet, or there's a connection issue uh, from uh, the device that connects to the internet in your home to the actual internet itself mm-hmm. so in a lot of cases you know we always start with turning the device off and turning it back on mm-hmm. that's a, that's a good first step um, with a smart appliance sometime I've noticed that their uh, their network connection can go on the fritz and it's a good idea to actually just reconnect it to the network sometimes you just have to take the credentials out tell it to forget this network and then actually add it back to your home network
1: Okay. Now, you know, it's funny. We're talking about smart appliances, and we started the show with the top hot topics, and we talked about the um, House Bill 366. If someone was living in a rural area without um, Internet services, they cannot use smart appliances. They can't even have an Alexa in their home. Am I correct? Uh
3: th- Sort of. Um, there, there are some devices that will work over your network that do not require a internet connection, but most of them do connect mm-hmm. to some sort of a third party app. For example, I was talking about the light bulbs. You know, you can't just take the light bulb and screw it into your lamp and then uh, just connect it to your network and and make it work. You have to download the app from the company that built the light bulb and then create an account with them and then connect the light bulb to your network and then connect that account to your smart hub, be that Alexa or <laughs> Google or whatever you've
4: got.
1: Sounds like so, a lot of work. I mean, to me, again, you know, I'm the low tech person. I love tech. I, I like where it's going, but to me I would rather screw in a light bulb and turn on the light versus doing every But it's like almost you have to do more work on the front end to make it simpler on the back end. Basically, is that what you're saying?
3: Well, uh, so in, in your smart setup, uh, its it, it does sound complicated because there are a few elements to it that have to be there in order for it to work mm-hmm. the way it's supposed to. But when we talk about you know setting it up you've got your your hub in your home like your alexa or your google and that's what you connect all the other apps to so Mm. each of those devices is going to have some sort of app that they run through and then that app will have a way to connect to your smart hub now what we have seen and we're seeing a lot less of this now is incompatibilities with certain things you know you bought the uh the samsung hub light bulb or the samsung hub and it wouldn't work with the uh, TP link light bulbs or, or what have you, but a lot of those things have been uh, eliminated as we've we've reached kind of an agreement that the Google and the Alexas are being integrated into. Uh, literally everything
1: now, okay. so
3: it's easy for people to accept that there's got, there's most likely some device in their house that will allow them to connect with that hub.
1: Okay. Well, when we return, we're going to continue talking about smart appliances and their <laughs> benefits. Now we're going to come back and speak with Joyce and Robert in Florence and Joyce in Mobile. Now we want you to be a part of the show. If you have any smart tech appliance questions or any general tech questions, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven Plus, you want to know what the first high-tech appliance was? Then stick around and we'll tell you when we return. This is Everyday Tech only on MPB Think Radio.
0: traveling through Oxford or Tupelo, stuck in traffic in Jackson or Meridian, or cruising along the coast in Biloxi or Ocean Springs, MPB goes with listeners wherever they go. Your company's message can go along too. Go to mpbonline.org/underwriting to find out how.
2: Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash CarTag. We'll see you on the road.
0: You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio.
1: Thanks for joining us. This is Everyday Tech. Michelle McAdoo here with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson. Wilkes Couture is out. Now, if you're just joining the show today, we've been discussing smart appliances. Now, phone lines are open, so give us a call with your tech questions at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can reach us by email at everydaytech at org. Well, before we go to the phone lines, I promised I'll tell you the first high-tech appliance. Um, I wonder, did anyone guess? Java, do you, can you guess what the first high-tech appliance was? Let's see.
4: The electric stove. Okay,
1: Jeremy, what do you think the first high-tech appliance was?
3: Ooh, I already looked at the notes. Oh,
1: so. you know what? I keep forgetting that. <laughs> uh, so you're you're out. Okay, so guess what? It was the high-powered vacuum cleaner in 1901.
3: <laughs> yes and Sucking I like for almost over a hundred years now
1: i know i think that was it probably can be debatable i think somebody will challenge that one but that's what i found of course on the internet and uh internet is always right
4: <laughs> i like I, li- I like that one though because um i wouldn't think 1901 i mean i know my um electricity history is not <laughs> the best but um That seems that seems like a a, a pretty like that was very inventive for the time. Exactly, have a vacuum cleaner in 1901. Right, (laughs) and I mean,
1: I guess before then they used to I don't know sweep it. Sweep, yeah, just sweep it up. Uh huh. So I I believe again that they were probably like in awe about this thing that could suck up and look how quick it made cleaning. Think about that. Oh Oh, my goodness, we can clean. Okay. Mm hmm.
3: So I got a little bit of trivia for you Uh-oh, okay. uh, as far as as far as high tech goes. Okay. One of the first really high tech things that was done was uh, the invention of the webcam. You know why the webcam was created? No. Nothing. All right. <laughs> they wanted to see when the coffee pot was ready.
1: Oh, you Seriously?
3: I kid you not. What? They wanted to watch the pot.
1: So the webcam was boiled. created to watch the coffee pot. Mm -hmm. That is interesting. Out of out of that was at
3: least its first use. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's always some lazy nerd out there (laughs) who's like, I don't want to do this. I've got to find a better way. And thus you have most of the technological advances in the modern world. It's just
4: like YouTube was created just because a couple I forget the guys' names, but the college students who created it, they just simply wanted to share videos amongst themselves. mm. Now I can now now you can't go a day without YouTube <laughs> it, it's amazing right.
1: like you said what comes out of the minds of um, idleness I huh? <laughs> said lazy nerd I can't believe you said that but we're gonna go back <laughs> to phone lines and speak with Joyce from mobile good morning Joyce thanks for calling the show
6: thanks um, thanks for having me um, I have a question about my Android Samson S8 so we're getting right. away from the appliances
1: a little bit <laughs> it's okay no worries
6: Okay. Um I have had um I owned a Samson essay from about two sixteen to two eighteen in August. And at that time um and I had the uh insurance so, you know, I could return it if it didn't work. I began to have everything was working fine to them, but I began to have drop calls all the time and I'm very busy of course and so you know and People get frustrated. It's kind of like someone hanging up on you in your face, and I wasn't the one hanging up. And then also they say, you know, you're breaking up on me. I can't hear you. I can't hear you. It started a nightmare of about four months of just continually calling ProTech at AT AT&T and continually talking to people. And um, they returned. um, They told me to return the phone because they got in and they couldn't figure out what was wrong. Um, and then they finally returned the, we returned two or three phones. And um, then they said that it was never shown they were returned. And so we got charged $600 twice. And my husband just told them he would go to jail because we knew we had, you know, he he researched it all. And we had returned the phone. And so okay. finally, someone told me uh, to call the CEO and I got his assistant. And they finally removed the charge in October and November. Um, It was there both times and should not have been. But it has been a real nightmare. And finally, everybody told us something different. Um, They would get into my machine, you know, my phone and tell me maybe it was this or maybe it was that. And then finally, um, after about three months of just sitting there wanting my phone to work, um, someone told me, a tech told me that um, she let her look at the map, and she saw that we were kind of in the middle of um, a very deficient tower um, area. Uh-huh. You know? And so, but no one had ever told us that. I mean, after, I mean, probably 30 calls. I mean, it was just really milling yes, on me. So, so Miss um,
3: Joyce, what is your issue that you're having currently?
6: Well, it is still doing some of that. It will still just uh-huh. uh, lock up, or um, like could be while I'm talking to you, it will just lock up, or and then it'll turn off, and then it'll turn back on, and mm-hmm. and and still occasionally I have a friend said I didn't hear a word you just said, and okay. so that's I'm just curious if other people have that problem with samsung or
3: well it it sounds to me like like this is more like an issue that you're having with your phone individually or some kind of a signal issue that is exacerbating some some other issue with your phone um when you're in an area where your signal is dropping a lot especially if uh you're you're using data and it keeps cutting in and out it, it can it can mess things up in the phone now i do have to ask how often do you actually turn your phone off
6: Um, I don't really know. Um, so
3: the reason I ask is because it's a good idea to just cut your phone off every once in a while to let it kind of update the towers that are in the area, and then you can turn it back on, and that should help. It, it definitely can't hurt, but if you continue to have issues with drop calls and cutting out and things like that, it sounds like there may be an issue with the antenna on that phone or there may be a signal problem in your area. You would have to consult your carrier for something like that, and if the phone is still under warranty, you may look at contacting Samsung and seeing if there's anything that they can do because ultimately, it's their phone, they're the one who built it, and they're the one who should service it.
6: Okay. Um, oh, I just had a question. Um, oh, yes, yeah, someone did tell me, like, to turn off, like, if uh, if I'm not charging, if it's fully charged, I may turn it off at night or something. But um, if I turn it off, they said to just, um, and this is strange, I had never noticed the button under it, but uh, when you turn it off, you have a red button for off, and then you have the restart, and it said to just um, to right. push the restart. And mm-hmm. Is that the same thing you're talking about?
3: No. Um, so you want to hit the red button, which actually cuts it all the way off. Uh, you want to leave it off for maybe just a couple of minutes and then turn it back on and see if the uh, the device has improved any at all. If you continue to have issues, though, I'm, I'm thinking you've got a hardware problem with the phone.
1: All right. Thank you, Ms. Uh, Joyce from Mobile, Alabama, calling with that question. Hopefully you can get it fixed. If not, again, like Jeremy said, you, he suggests you go back to the manufacturer and see what you can do about that phone. We're going to move on to Robert um, from – where is Robert from? Good morning, Robert. Good morning. <laughs> Florence, Mississippi. Good morning, Robert. Thanks for calling the show. Okay. Do you have a question or comment this morning?
7: Uh, I was given a, a – what do you call it – alexa mm
1: mm-hmm.
7: and uh I was just w- it, wondering if there's any does anything work without being hooked up to the internet
3: not with Alexa, no. Um, she she requires a constant connection to Amazon so that she can process your commands. Um, literally, every time you talk to that device, it does have to phone home to look for an answer to your question or your query. So if you have no internet access or even poor internet access where you are, you will have trouble with that particular device.
7: Does it work on Wi-Fi?
3: Yes, it does. Um, so if you have a home Wi-Fi connection, or if you can, uh, uh, if you have a, a uh, sorry, a, uh, uh, a little hub or a uh, smart device uh, from one of your wireless carriers. Um, you can set it up that way, but again, if you if you're doing it over a non-broadband connection, you may have issues with it because it does require a pretty solid connection. It's not that oh, it won't oh, work; it's just that it may cut out.
7: Okay, well, I, ha- I have internet service and I have Wi-Fi, in, 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 okay, in my house. So, uh, okay, so if you have Wi-Fi at home,
3: then what you need to do is uh, you do have a smartphone, correct? Right. Okay. What you need to do is go to your app store uh, and download the Alexa app and then set up a new device through that app. And then you will be able to talk to it and tell it to do all kinds of cool stuff.
7: Okay. Uh, Do I have to sign up with anybody to pay a monthly fee for it? No sir. Um, if you are,
3: all you have to do is set up an Amazon account. There's no monthly fee that is required with your Alexa. Uh, there's lots of stuff that she will do for free. Now there are some services that she's attached to, like Amazon Music, which uh, there is a subscription-based service on that. Uh, but as far as using the device ger- generally and playing some music for you, she'll be able to do that
7: um, pretty well. Okay. Like, like, like you was talking earlier about the light bulbs and things. They'll all work with it.
3: That's correct. So what you'll have to do in that case, um, once you set the Alexa up, you will find whatever light bulb you like the best. Uh, You will hook that up in your home, and you will download the app for that bulb. Once you download that app, you'll set up an account, and once you've got that account set up, you will go into your Alexa app, and you will set up one of the uh, uh, smart devices, and then you will tell it about your account that you have your light bulbs attached to, and then you will be able to use it. Now you do need to make sure when you purchase a light bulb that it says works with Alexa on the box. Otherwise, you may have issues.
7: Okay. Now, for setting up that, is that is in the charge for that that uh, setting up the light bulb thing?
3: No, sir. If you do all this yourself, you set up the account and everything. There's no monthly fee required. All you have to do is establish that account with the uh, the the vendor who. Built a light bulb, and then you're good to go after that.
7: The same thing with uh, thermostats. That's
3: correct. All you got to do is pay for the thermostat itself. Uh, the only way that you get into fees with smart devices is usually with cameras, um, having to pay for some kind of monitoring or storage of uh, footage. Um, you usually your smart devices usually do not require any kind of monthly plan unless you're streaming some kind of content or. Uh, you know, requiring video or something.
7: But I can't set up cameras with it without going through the internet, without paying for it, right?
3: Well, as far as setting up cameras, um, there are certain things that you'll be able to do with the cameras that do not require a monthly fee. For example, if you were to get the Nest camera, you could set that up and you would be able to, uh, well now Alexa doing something with the Nest camera, you would need one of the Alexas that has a uh, screen on it, and honestly, because uh, Nest and Ring are butting heads right now. They're they're owned by Google and Amazon, respectively. Um,
7: it may be
3: behoove you to get a Ring device um, if you have one of the Alexas that has a screen on it.
7: Okay. Okay. Now, the, the, the Alexa with a screen on it is just an addition to what I've got now, right? That, well,
3: it would be it would be another device that you could put in, say, another room. But if you wanted to look at a camera or something, you are going to have to have one with a screen on it.
7: Right, I understand that. Yes, right. Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, I appreciate it.
1: Thank you, Robert. Well, you-
7: he great helped me. Question. Out. Right. Wow. He
1: had a lot of great questions, and he helped me out with a, a lot, lot of things. Big uh, talking about the light bulbs, and you just cleared up a lot of things for me about how you just put it together and how simple it could be without having to hire an IT person to come in and do it. <laughs> there you go. Oh, right. Well, you know, I feel more comfortable actually having you at my house setting up everything, and then all I have to do is work <laughs> it. That's what I would feel more comfortable doing. But um, if you right. have it, you want
3: the nerd. That way, you can he can just tell you, okay, you got to do this. Exactly. Hit this button when it messes up and unplug this and then plug this back in if it all stops working.
1: And I'll call you when it stops working. That's what I want. I want that convenience. (laughs) Um, But if you haven't noticed, we're talking about smart devices, smart appliances from light bulbs to refrigerators to microwaves to stoves. Letting you know when you have one egg left and reminding you at the grocery store that you forgot this Thing. i love that it is crazy so uh and plus we're taking your uh, personal tech questions so if you want to be a part of the show give us a call at one mpb ring that's 1-877-672-7464 or you can reach us by email at everydaytech at mpbonline.org we'll be coming right back with jerry um on the phone holding when we get back this is everyday tech only on mpb think radio
0: MPB listeners pay attention to quality. They look for quality in their work and their daily lives. If your business cares about quality customers, look to MPB. Go to mpbonline.org underwriting for more information.
2: Get your MPB car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash cartag. We'll see you on the road.
0: Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns.
1: This is Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people. I'm your host, Michelle McAdoo, along with our tech expert, Jeremy Thompson, via Skype. Well, today we've been discussing smart appliance tech. Plus, we're still taking your personal tech questions. So if you'd like to be a part of the show today, give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or you can reach us by email. The address is Tech at Online. Dot org now we're gonna go back to the phone lines and speak with Jerry good morning Jerry thanks for calling in today
8: thank you for taking my call first off I, I, I appreciate and support MPB it's a great organization
1: thank you so much we appreciate my question,
8: you my question and comments are don't all these smart devices just kind of aren't they just spyware I mean Alexa and Siri and all of them—they're listening to you all the time, hearing your conversations. Who knows what they're vacuuming up, hoovering yes. up, and keeping? And two, aren't they all the smart devices for like a refrigerator or a stove or whatever? Aren't they easily hacked by outside forces? If you got a stinking hundred-dollar thermostat that you know tell that warms up your house based on where your phone is, isn't that easily hacked? and controlled and can't that be a gateway to your other devices like your phone or your computer
3: okay so we we get this question a lot because yes it is a a, an electronic device and it is definitely possible to hack it um the question you have to ask yourself is um why would somebody want to hack your stove specifically did you make your neighbor angry did you steal his newspaper and he's going to run your oven all night sounds kind of you know, kind of fishy, but but it's possible. Well, uh, the main thing is when you set these accounts up with these devices, you have to protect them with a good password, and that's why we always talk about having a good password and practicing good security uh, measures when it comes to your accounts. So. If you have a decent password on your account and it gets hacked, uh, there are other methods that we have now to protect things as far as like two-step authentication, which I have set up with all of my Nest accounts. So whenever I want to log in on a new device, I have to put in a code in order to get access to that. Now, it, the, you know, people have argued, well, two-step authentication is flawed. Well, anything technologically is flawed, but you've got to ask yourself, how bad does somebody really want access to your oven? So uh, you know we, we always we try to uh, you know we understand, yes, these devices are definitely listening to you they 're definitely learning from you they 're profiling you they 're learning what you like and what you dislike, and figuring out how to sell things better to you. Your phone is doing all these things, and it 's been doing them longer than any of these other devices. This is just a, a, a series of introducing these new smart devices to our lives, and some people aren 't going to like them, some people are going to refuse them. But some people want that, and they don't mind having that in their home. Now, as far as the device listening to you and recording everything you do, yes, technically, yes, it does. But its job is to listen for the wake word and then determine what to do with that word. So while, yes, it is possible for them to listen to you, the real question is do they really want to? What do they benefit from that? They would have to want something from you. Now, as far as government agencies and all go, yeah, they can access this stuff. They can hear us all. That's that's wide open. That's out there. Well, but as far as the everyday person goes, it's, it's, it's not really something that should concern you as long as your passwords are good.
1: You know, Java has a well, good point. Well, um, I'm sorry, uh, Jerry. My uh, engineer has a good point um, for you about that situation.
4: Uh, Yeah, that I um, was doing some research about it because it is true. You know, the the, enable for Alexa and the Echo and the Google Home to work. It has to be listening for the specific command. So, yes, it is always listening. Now, like Jeremy said, you know, who wants what from you that, you know, I guess depends on what you're doing. But I have run across this uh, device. It's uh, called Project Alias, if you can look this up, Project Alias, A-L-I-A-S, and it is powered by Raspberry Pi. Now, what it does, it goes on top of your Alexa or, or on top of your Echo or your Google Home, and it whispers nonsense words to your device so it won't be listening to you. And then what? And then what you do? You turn it off by uh with, by saying a certain command. The joke is that you can finally get your Star Trek uh, inspired um uh, uh device where you are just yelling out "computer," you know, uh, and and get and get your command. So this device goes on top of your uh home smart home device, and it whispers nonsense words. It's constantly listening to those words, and then you turn it off, and now it will be listening to you. And I thought that. That's kind of neat because in order for these devices to work and you have to just wrap that around your head, they have to listen all the time.
1: You're right. You're right. And, you know, um, Jerry, you made a great um, um, issue here. A lot of people do have those issues. That was one of my issues. And thanks for calling in again, Jerry. Uh, we're going to. Uh-huh.
8: Well, you know, what the guy said about who would want to spy on me, well, you know, who would want to call me, but we have robo calls now. So you could actually have robo hacking. I mean, it's not beyond that with the, today's computer power and the memories computers have just to systematically go through IP addresses, see where they can have access, and that could easily be a gateway to something else. And some people aren't so sad that they actually saved their… Their passwords on their devices or stuff like that. So a small crack in the door can get the footage and get the whole piece in.
1: True, true, true. And un- you're not wrong. Right. And we're you're, gonna-
3: you're certainly not wrong.
1: We're going to try to get these last two calls in. We only have a few uh, minutes left. We're going to move on to Paul, who's on the road. Thanks for calling in, Paul.
9: Hi. Yeah, I just, and like you said, they, they were talking about the issue that I called in about. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly they hit all the hit all the hit all the points. It's just a matter of how much privacy you want to give up and who is watching, who is listening. Somebody is always listening, somebody's always watching. I always go back and I ask people if you could go back to the first day that you ever picked up a cell phone, knowing what everybody has access to your life and everything about it now, would you have ever picked up that cell phone in the first place? Mm-hmm. So it's just a matter of how much how much um, privacy and how much you want to give up of yourself, and like the one guy said, you know who's listening if you're not doing anything wrong they're not going to be looking for you, but they are looking to sell you. Somebody said to me one time if the if you're if the if the internet isn't selling you something they're selling you.
1: Yeah, I understand, Paul. And like you said, a lot of people have those issues. We're going to try to get, uh, uh, well, John, I apologize, John. We didn't get to you. But uh, thank you for calling in and holding and being so patient. And thanks for all of our callers today. We want to thank you for listening and thank, of course, Jeremy Thompson for having some great, great, great um, answers today with our callers. Now, if you missed part of the show, you can always listen on our website at mpbonline.org or subscribe to our podcast for Jeremy Thompson and I'm Michelle McAdoo. Now, up next is Southern Remedy with Dr. Jimmy Stewart. Join us next week for another episode of Everyday Tech, the tech show for everyday people at 10 a.m., only on MPB Think Radio.